You're listening to the Incomparables Total Party Kill podcast in which a group of friends play role-playing games on the internet for your amusement. This is Gamma World Part 1. Bob to the third degree. Welcome back, nerds. It's time for more Total Party Kill. Uh, it's me, your internet buddy, Tony Sindelar. Uh, today, we are doing the first of a kind of a side adventure in the game of Gamma World. Uh, something a little bit different than the other games we have played here on Total Party Kill. Uh, Gamma World is kind of a wacky, post-apocalyptic, uh, horrible future with crazy technology and mutants kind of game. You know, delightful nu- post-nuclear war escapism uh, that is just that's fun with all the kids today. Uh, joining me, uh, I've got four lovely players. Uh, let's meet them. Uh, first off, it's Erica Ensign. Hello. Uh, Erica, we will meet your character very soon, but thank you for joining us here at Gamma World. Uh, also here, it's Brian Hamilton. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me here. It's, uh, is the itchy skin and, uh, clicking on this, uh, on this Geiger counter normal? Totally normal, but <laughs> please don't use my mouse. Um, also here, <laughs> she basically already lives in a post apocalyptic wasteland. It's Aline Sims. <laughs> it, it is, yeah, you know, I can't deny it. It's true. <laughs> so. It's just, you know, I've been to Arizona, the weather there is brutal, and the uh, the giant mutants stumbling across the highway don't help. Um, it's not even 100 degrees Fahrenheit here today. That's it's not a number balmy. that weather Sweater should be. Weather. I appreciate you calling out the Fahrenheit thing, because that could have been very scary for a like me. <laughs> do you want to say what temperature it is here that you consider sweater, sweater weather in uh, Arizona? For me? Yeah. Uh, like the 70s. Okay, that's, that's actually a totally normal number. <laughs> Whoa. So, uh-huh. Wow. And uh, last but not least, it's Micah Sargent. Hello, hello. Uh, yeah, Arizona, I hear it's a dry heat there. It's a, it's a very... Not today. Uh, it's a very terribly, terribly humid heat uh, all the time <laughs> in the Midwest, where I, I just, live at least. I love when people say it's a dry whatever to try and like... Uh, make it feel better. I spent a lot of time oh, winters in Wyoming, and they'd be like, it's a dry cold, and I'm like, it's awful here. <laughs> oh, no, that's when dry cold is when you die because everything cracks mm-hmm. and bleeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I, I can't recommend it. So, uh, people who live in Wyoming, never leave, or you'll never want to go back um, unless that's helpful. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we're here to play Gamma World. Uh, this is a kind of wacky uh, post-apocalyptic role-playing game. We are playing, actually, the seventh edition of Gamma World, uh, which is uh, kind of this version of Gamma World. It's basically a modification of Dungeons & Dragons. So if you have played Dungeons & Dragons or listened to us play Dungeons & Dragons before, you're going to notice a lot of similarities in terms of the mechanics. But what really sets it aside is the setting and the wacky nature of the characters uh both that our players will be playing and that they will be interacting with, and we'll meet some of them very soon. So, our adventure starts, uh, as all adventures start, all good adventures, in a meeting. Uh, There's a conference (laughs) table, there are several creatures seated around it, there's a PowerPoint, but what makes this meeting slightly different from others is that the creature leading this meeting is a six-foot-tall rat uh, with spectacles perched on his snout, and he's wearing a lab coat. 
you've met this creature before. He's Professor Rat. Uh, to some of you, he's a friend, maybe even family. To some of you, a mentor. To some of you, he's just the crazy rat that trades you uh, food for bits of technology that you scavenge from the wasteland. But he's called a meeting. So, uh, I suppose you're wondering why I've called you all together today. And I'll try and be quick. Uh, I couldn't get PowerPoint working quite right, so we're not going to worry about that. I spent way too long on the transitions, and this is actually kind of an urgent matter. Uh, you may have heard uh, we've been having a uh, a situation where about once a day, a uh, killer robot rolls up to town and fires missiles and then explodes. And the first couple uh, were exploding before they were actually getting to town. Several of them were trying to fire a missile and explode, but they're now starting to actually launch missiles. And this is this is a problem for Heroes at the town. Uh, so I've called you all together in the hopes that perhaps you could go out on an expedition to uh, to deal with this robot menace and save town. How does that sound to you? And I, I think we should we should meet some of the creatures uh, seated around the table. Uh, there's four, uh, you know, somewhat strange by our listener standards, but totally normal by Gamma World standards uh, personalities. <laughs> Let's first hear from um, Whitting. Whiting is a vampiric felinoid who is, uh, they're in their early 30s, uh, they're non-binary, and they've been immortal for over two centuries, since even before the, uh, even before, uh, everything went into this nuclear wasteland. Uh, they're entirely, uh, white fur, they dye orange, and their wardrobe is entirely witchy and spooky with a lovely tuxedo and a very exuberant, uh, pink bow tie today. Okay. So, Whiting, Ooh. the vampiric felinoid. Uh, next up, uh, we have E84. E84, how are you doing? Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about uh, E84 and what, what they might imagine E84 looks like? All right. E84 is an android, an entropic android to be specific. E84 has sort of, a, it's you know, it's a bipedal creature has um, sort of a an art deco robot face that makes absolutely no sort of, it doesn't move. There's no kind of emotion. The voice just sort of comes out of the mouth. If you've ever seen Doctor Who's Robots of Death from the, uh, from the 1970s Tom Baker story, you'll know exactly what E84 looks like. E84 is here to help. Excellent. <laughs> an entropic android. Uh, and uh, next uh, we have uh, Atifa Alvar. Yeah, um, Atifa is 16, uh, not centuries old, and she is an empath, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll discover more about her as time goes on. Okay. And last but not least, uh, I want to make sure I get this name pronunciation at least close, uh, Bobo Bob Joe? No, 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 young man, it's Bob 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 Joe. Okay. <laughs> It's okay, it's okay. People mostly get that confused. Oh, I am a seismic mind killer, sir. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a village elder, and, well, look, here's, here's the problem. You live in a village for a long time, and you teach the young ones how to be good people, right? Hmm. Well, what happens when they start to disavow empathy? 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 That's the new futuristic <laughs> type of empathy. They <laughs> celebrate selfishness, and they break off into smaller, less 
perverse groups that only want to overpower others. Well, I spent a year trying to get them to be good people, but they just wouldn't do it, and I had to leave the village. I hope to learn from my experiences as I adventure forth and take that knowledge back and fix my village. Mm. No, I, I, I guess the only other thing you should know is that, you know, I, I just... I just very much love people, and that's why it, it's, it's nice to be around everyone here today, including our dear friend the rat. Yes, yeah, and so Professor Rat has assembled quite quite a crew here today to deal with um, the uh, the problem that he has identified, uh, and he'll mention here and kind of in closing, you know, and of uh, you know, of course. We would not expect you to take upon this important mission for the town uncompensated. Uh, I've prepared payment in advance. Uh, he pulls out kind of a tray laden with all kinds of weird kind of gizmos. Some of them are kind of roaring. Some of them are maybe making slight ticking noises. And one of them is definitely kind of glowing in a kind of soothing way. Uh, yeah, so uh, one of these for each of you. Uh, this is uh, some of the finest technology that you could ever find. And I believe he's going to hand out so... Uh, to uh, Atifa Alvar, uh, you are going to get an unstable Viber Blade. So enjoy that. Uh, to uh, E84, uh, you're going to get a prototype power fist. Uh, be very careful oh. with that. Don't point it at anyone you like. Um, that will not be a problem. <laughs> uh, to uh, Bob-Bob Joe. Bob-Bob? Bob, 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 you're missing Bob. a Bob. <laughs> yes, there are three Bobs, what? young one. Just think I'm, of it like Bob to the third degree. I'm going to get this, I promise. Bob, 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 Bob. But wait, nope. <laughs> no, that was four. Bob, Bob, Bob. Mm, four yes. is not accurate. Neither will thou two. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Bob, 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 Joe. Uh, can I call you Joe? <laughs> yeah, you, you can call me B Joe. How about Three Bob. <laughs> Three Bob Joe. Uh, Three Bob Joe. You know, uh, you, you seem like uh, it would be important that you not die. Uh, here is a uh, medical device. Uh, this is called the Patch Version 2. Very powerful. Mm. That sounded like you were saying I'm old, but I'll take it anyway. And uh, let's see here. What do we got left? Oh, uh, yeah. He pulls out. Uh, this is actually rather a large, bulky uh, metal suitcase. Um, quite big, about the size of like a steamer trunk, uh, and he it tries to get it up onto the table and just gives up and just slides it across the floor at uh, at Whiting. Uh, this is a uh, uh, an erratic rifle hound. Um, yeah, <laughs> his name is uh, E eighty two, and he's my new best friend. I don't see how that could be confusing in a combat situation. I think I should be insulted by that. No, no, you're two greater than E82. Only two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 do, I'll uh, subtract some E's later. So look, this mm. is, frankly, some of the best and most functional stuff I've got uh, kicking around the lab here. So we're really investing a lot in you people. Uh, so if you are going to die, try not to die on any of the equipment uh, so that we can potentially salvage it later. Um, yeah. How's everyone feeling today? I don't have feelings. Hmm. I do, and I feel like uh, you're maybe not valuing us as, 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 you know, people who deserve to exist and be respected, but 
<sighs> We've got a job to do, and I do appreciate the gifts that you've given us, and we'll try to take care of them. But look, no promises, son. If we get our blood on them, there's nothing you can do about it except scrub it off with your adorable little hands. Yes, with my little rat hands. Uh, do you have any other questions for Professor Rat before he sends you on his way? Which direction did these robots come from? Uh, they came from the West, I believe. All of them? Yes, each and every one. Roughly every 22 and a half hours. Roughly every 22 and a half hours. Correct. Very rough. I didn't think to start timing them until recently. I apologize. I've been very busy. Do any of them look like the ancient god Santa Claus? <laughs> uh, I am not familiar with that deity. It's so hard to keep track of the different gods in this era of uh, complex uh, religions and, and faiths. So I'm not sure. I don't think so. They look like robots. Does Santa Claus look like a robot, or do robots look like Santa Claus? Makes you think. Can I make a check to see if uh, any of this description rings a bell? Sure. What kind of check are you going to make? Uh, what should I make? Insight? Perception? Uh, you know, if you're just... I, I think uh, you, 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 he, he is happy to point out the location of one of the robots on the edge of town if you want to check it out on your way out. All right. Excellent. Mm. Uh, any other information I can provide with you to uh, hopefully ensure that you are at least somewhat successful? Um, yes, I, I just have a question. Uh, have you seen these these robots? Do they have any special abilities we should know about? Do we need to be careful around them? How, how you know, dangerous are they? Uh, well, they launch rockets and they blow up. So uh, pretty high in the danger column. Uh, and that is why we are asking you to do what I'm asking you to do. Because, uh, you know, they, they seem to get slightly more functional each day. And I don't I don't like mm. that as a trend line. Mm, yes, yes, okay. The, so the, the rockets themselves blow up, or the robots blow up? Both. Oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, what do you say we roll out, see what we can learn about uh, the one robot that we have on the edge of town, and if we keep walking to the west, here's hoping we'll discover something. I like this plan. Excellent. So the town that you all... Uh, call home, or at least your temporary home, some of you may be passing through, is simply known as town. Uh, it's kind of a walled uh, encampment. There's a lot of makeshift uh, buildings and things that look like perhaps they've even been vehicles in the past, but there is kind of a, a, a sturdy, in most places, concrete or asphalt wall around the town that protects it from uh, the creatures that might travel the wasteland, because the wasteland of the, this world, uh, which is known as Gamma Terra, is a pretty dangerous place. There's all manner of um, mutated creatures that are less civil than those of you, the mutated creatures that live in town. Um, and there does appear to be, basically, on the west side of town, uh, several the remains of uh, several robots that have rolled up to town, uh, fired their missiles, and or immediately exploded <laughs> upon encountering town. So you're you're uh it, it's easy to spot them. There's not a lot of landmarks outside the town. Can I roll assuming we're just going to approach one of these robots that's close. Mm -hmm. uh, can I roll a science? Absolutely. See? I was also going to ask that. You could both roll science if you want. So you can you'll all your checks will just be a d20 and then you've all got a science stat. Mhm. Mm Whiting got a 10. Uh, Whiting, you're not so sure. It's a robot. It appears to be a uh, 
Um, this is not a robot like an android or other robotic people that you might interact with in Gamma World that might uh, be kind of, you know, sentient. Or uh, this seems more like a robot that has been programmed with a very limited uh, task that it would be do. It would do that would be what you would get from a ten, from a ten. Did anyone else get a, a role that they want to share with us? I did not get a role I want to share. <laughs> <laughs> no. I did. Uh, as as an android, um, E84 is going to kneel down and really poke around the guts. And I got a 31. Wow. Oh, my. Whoa. Whoa. E84, you carefully analyze the remains of this robot. Even though they're charred and pretty far gone, uh, you were able to determine that this is a stupendico security robot from the before times. It's basically an antique. Uh, it would not have anywhere the uh, degree of... Uh, decision-making, complex thinking, and perhaps even borderline sentience that you have. Um, but it is, it's is—it's—it's a robot pr- that's usually programmed for uh, security, uh, you know, guarding, patrolling different locations. And it seems like uh, a series of them has been, uh, I don't know if they have been programmed specifically to attack the town or simply to travel west and destroy any threats they encounter. All right, I will relay that to my group mm-hmm. and say... I think it is very clear, based on the pattern of the attacks, that someone or something has programmed these robots and is, I would guess, getting better and better at their programming skills because each robot has gotten more effective. And I suspect that they were programmed specifically to go to town because their attacks are getting closer and closer to being effective at town as they come in. Therefore, I'm like discounting the idea that they just go west or east i guess if they're coming from the west so these are programmed for defense uh or uh these are programmed for defense not offense correct even though they're being relayed at us they were designed for defense but Mm. someone has very clearly tickled around with their insides Mm -hmm. oh dear (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh I suggest that we follow the path backwards and head east. Or wait, they're coming from the west or they're yeah, coming sorry. Yeah, you've, from I, the west? Okay, I, 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 I may have done that wrong. Uh, let me just wait. I certainly did that wrong. Said something wrong at some point. Yes, there is a specific <laughs> direction they are coming from. It would be very easy to backtrack in that direction if you so chose. I don't know if there's anything else, you, any other business you want to accomplish in town before you head out. No, I have my, uh, I have my three horses, my canoe. I'm set. <laughs> <laughs> it is important to note. So in Gamma World, creatures uh, t- tend to have a wide assortment of equipment and gear from their traveling in the waste. So even though our characters today are level one, they have quite an assortment of technology or maybe not technology so much as supplies. Uh, some of it is really just garbage. Some of it I'm looking forward to you using to problem solve in imaginative ways. And <laughs> um, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> Do we have rope? <laughs> <laughs> In this post-apocalyptic world, you all have rope. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that I'm time. so thrilled. I would love to take a moment for each of us to, to read time. off and, and tell each other what the gear is in, in order to, A, laugh about it, and B, <laughs> perhaps perhaps more importantly, perhaps not, uh, find out what everybody has just for, for future problem-solving purposes. I like it. <laughs> um, no, okay. keep, no, no one will be seated during the listing of all equipment on our character sheet <laughs> section. It's like... <laughs> Uh, it's like the chapter in the Aeneid where they just list all the boats. People love this. So. I am the kind of nerd who would absolutely get off on that sort of thing. So here, I'm, I'm literally saluting you, fellow 
fellow nerds e- would appreciate E84, that. perhaps you would like to tell us about how you are equipped <laughs> for this mission first. <laughs> right. Uh, E84 has a Kevlar vest, which actually I think is useful, uh, a winter tire, which maybe doesn't seem quite as useful, a Bowie knife, an assault rifle, an explorer's kit, uh, five gallons of fuel, and some duct tape. The one thing oh. you'll notice I don't have is any sort of like cart or like vehicle or anything to carry all of this. So I guess I'm just dragging it behind me in a great big sack like that ancient god Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to go next? Um, age before beauty. I am carrying some shoulder pads. Uh, you know, anytime I want to put on a suit, I can stuff those shoulder pads in first, and it looks very official. I've got some rebar, an explorer's kit, a generator with eight hours of fuel, a draft horse with no wagon, it's telling me. Hmm. A water purifier, but no water. <laughs> water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink. <laughs> I've got a lantern with eight hours of lamp oil and, oh my, another draft horse. <laughs> so many horses. Bob, 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 Joe, could I perhaps carry some of my gear on one of your horses? I will, yes, that is, that's very agreeable, yes. Thank you. Well, Bob, Bob, Bob. I, uh, in addition to my explorer's kit and heavy armor, I have three horses and a wagon, <laughs> which means, huh? So I, I imagine Whitey looking around, huh? I have three horses and a wagon. You have a horse. What do you say we all hitch them all together mm-hmm. and we can ride along the desert like, <laughs> like the ancient god Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Praise be to Santa. Um, I also have a canoe and a laptop computer. <laughs> a, a laptop? How nice. Quaint. Yes, yes. Uh, my two horses you can use. Before today, I worshipped no gods. As of now, I am a devout worshipper of the ancient Santa, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Um, well, I have leather dusters, Ooh. a yield sign. a louisville slugger a glock the explorer's kit of course a wagon and also a pickup truck (laughs) wow as you do are you just always driving around in the pickup truck or does it follow you along somehow i it is fueled on magic Is that, is that true? I, I guess we don't know what size it is either. It gamma, could be a gamma. tiny little pickup truck. Yeah, that's true. It is not. Uh, gamma radiation. It feeds on gamma radiation. And okay. It is uh, always, always on. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know how – I'm, I'm wary to start any lengthy discussion about preparing for travel along the wasteland because I once ran a, a dark sunset session where it became a two-hour debate about how much you could load onto uh, Kank. Um, but I was, here, I was asked this question. How many horses is a good idea to bring? <laughs> because, you know, well, especially with the pickup truck, there's got to be at least 80 horses in that engine. <laughs> I mean, well, because I just, I'm like, do we name the horses or that, is that just going to make it feel worse <laughs> no, when no, you no. guys get those horses killed? So. Oh, no. <laughs> guys, did anyone bring backup horses? <laughs> I had you bring backup <laughs> characters, you, you know. <laughs> well, we could oh, leave no. a few of the horses behind as backup horses. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps they could guard the pickup truck if we don't want that following <laughs> us around. I mean, I have five gallons of fuel, but uh, I don't know how far that would get us. 
I'll be honest, I'm made a little nervous by the autonomous pickup truck. I, I do like the idea of us all riding in one of the wagons behind a team of horses, and I want to affix the yield sign to the back of it, <laughs> like a wide load sort of thing. Share the road. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, yes. So you you have three horses. Oh, dear. I forget your character's name. Whiting. Whiting. You have three horses. I have two. Uh, who, does anyone else have horses? I forgot. No. Okay. Mm -mm. So what about, well, it depends on if you want to bring your uh, your pickup truck along, Atifa, or if you'd yeah. rather leave that behind. Five, five horses and a pickup truck is a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes. But, you know, <laughs> this is a game of, of, you know, fantasy escapism. If you want to bring five horses and a pickup truck, no one here is going to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to suggest four horses. <laughs> we leave one behind. The four horses of the post-apocalypse. Five horses and a pickup truck is like the worst country song ever. <laughs> Too. Um, okay, so so I I honestly don't know what this track runs on. So I kind of feel like maybe it's got a full tank of gas. Okay, um, but we don't know how far we're going, and if yeah. it runs out of gas in the middle of the desert, that could be bad. Yeah. yeah. So Ooh. I'm gonna. I think I'll lock up the truck tight, mm -hmm. and we could take the horses in a wagon. And I mean. Does the Explorer's Kit include horse food, like horse feed, or do we need to go to the feed and seed store? And you're, 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 okay. you're okay. We don't need to. We don't okay. need to role play searching for horse feed. So. <laughs> Take a fifty well, pound I sack. That's all I need to do. Oh, I mean, yeah. we can if you want. So you know, no. I thought this was a horse <laughs> simulator. <laughs> Is there enough security bot debris to hide the truck under? Uh, probably not quite, but you know, there's like. There's a very nice radioactive Yeti in town that looks after people's cars for them while they're traveling. So he's he, very kind. Yeah, he's more than happy to uh, for very for a nominal fee. Uh, keep the service keep a industry here is is kind of impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you are not pre prepared to provide quality customer service, there's just not going to be any place for you in the post apocalypse. So. <laughs> Yes, there's a, a young up and coming uh, electric Yeti, and he is just he is thrilled for the opportunity to be responsible for your. He'll he'll make sure the tires get rotated, and that you know everything. Wow. He'll he'll check the uh, alignment, uh, and your your pickup will be in perfect shape, assuming you ever come back and survive. <laughs> so, oh dear. yeah. Before we go, I would like to take off a decal from one of the uh, the rockets. <laughs> and slap it onto the back of the wagon alongside our yield sign and start a collection of bumper stickers, a post-apocalyptic <laughs> bumper sticker collection. Okay. <laughs> I can't promise how many other bumper stickers will be available in the post-apocalypse, but, uh, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. Indeed. All right. So you've got kind of, you've got a team of horses that's prepared to pull a wagon, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. totally up to you. Probably you could all ride in the wagon. Some of you could ride on horses uh, around the wagon, but you are, and you, the wagon can certainly accommodate the wide variety of garbage that you've collected. Um, <laughs> anything else you need to accomplish before you set out? Speak for yourself, garbage. These Sorry. are treasures. Wasteland <laughs> relics of immeasurable wealth. <laughs> So my i-beam is priceless that it, the, the i-beam is probably extremely heavy right 
So maybe that should stay with the pick. I hold up this rebar and say, you've never seen a more beautiful piece of rebar in your life. You know, I will actually, I will leave the winter tire with the pickup truck. <laughs> Just, I feel like. What if you guys are out for like, you know. You, the winter soldier. Yeah. Uh-uh. The I-beam will be what latches the horses to the wagon. That, that's, I don't think that's how I-beams work, Brian, but I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> We're going to get them tired. Whiting tries to like latch the horses to them, and everyone looks at them like, "Wait, what? What are they doing?" And then yeah, you know what horses love out. is a giant heavy weight that you don't need. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, all they got. The only thing players mm-hmm. understand less than rope is I beams. Apparently, so. <laughs> Um, I think I, I hear I beams. I think lasers. Like uh, yeah. I think an I beam is like a giant steel girder. Oh, I'm aware. Oh, okay. I just it's much less interesting to me. To I thought at about. first it was some kind of Apple device, and then I was like, oh, he means like a girder. So <laughs> I did too. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Yep, I just googled an I beam. That's not what I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're learning already. This is an educational experience. Uh, okay, uh-huh. so you've already done some convenient matching of items where one person has a has a tire and one person has a pickup truck. So you get you put those together and then leave them behind. Um, mm-hmm. This is great. Uh, your horses are already becoming friends with each other. Uh, we're not going to name the horses. That's that's. Probably, I feel like that's just a recipe for that's disaster. Just inviting inviting tragedy later. Justin, Travis, Griffin, and Dougie. Boom. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Wow, wow. That was just quick. secured all Doug- of their deaths. Dougie. <laughs> no. I just I liked that Brian is secretly a great horse namer. Um, so. <laughs> it's not a it's secret, not a anymore. secret anymore. Yeah. Have you ever had horse jerky? It's very delicious. <laughs> Micah. Hey, who I is only named Micah? four of the horses. We got another one for jerky. All I'm saying is, if you ever find yourself starving and you have the choice between your pinky finger or some horse jerky, you're gonna choose the horse jerky, darling. <laughs> You hold up the bloody stump where your finger was. <laughs> I did have to choose the pinky one time. <laughs> Dougie was already gone. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. And so you head out into the wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> At last. You know, it's good that you brought horses because it does seem like you're traveling for quite some time. Uh, but conveniently, there's a pretty clear trail that uh, these robots seem to have le- uh, left. And you're probably only a couple uh, hours away from town uh, when you find the wreckage of yet another robot. This one appears to have just exploded uh, without quite reaching town. Uh, they're all kind of, tr- they have these kind of treads that they uh, travel on, which just leave like just a really clear path heading, where did I say? It's on the west side of town, so they're heading west. Heading west. Uh, it does, it, the wasteland here is, you know, it's your, your standard post-apocalyptic wasteland, uh, scorched, very little plant life. Um, you know, craggy, rocky soil. Uh, it is getting slightly, you know, the area near town is very flat and level. Uh, it seems like you're heading somewhat up into the hills, though, as you follow this path. Um, anything you want to do along the way? I would like to get out of the wagon once we reach this next robot and examine it and see if there are any differences or similarities that might be helpful to the first first couple that we looked at. So. That is a 27. Wow. So E84, you study this robot. It is the exact same kind of make and model as the ones outside of town. And this one seems to have had some kind of malfunctioning malfunction while it was in transit and it detonated, (laughs) Um, which you imagine was a pretty impressive explosion as its entire rocket payload probably detonated at the same time. Um, But it's, it just looks like it somehow malfunctioned and exploded. 
but it's got the same branding and the exact same make and model. Uh, and it is in, basically in the, there's almost like a, a deep rut where several robots have traveled in the same path uh, from the West. Someone must have stumbled upon a warehouse full of these because this is exactly the same model as the previous one. I'd like to make a, uh, a I guess, nature check to try to uh, do some, you know, looking at the sun and uh, as it's rising and falling, making sure we're still going west and that we're on track. Okay, roll it. Oh, that is a six. Uh, you think, yeah, generally west. Uh, Atifa, did you have something? I was going to ask if E84 could tell how long ago that uh, robot was self-detonated or whatever happened. <laughs> was that something I would have gotten with that science check? Yeah, or sure. What you I think need? it's probably about five days. Okay. There you go. It's hard to tell with the, you know, the wasteland can be kind of brutal to things. But um, so that's probably about as specific as you could get. So it seems like if it's only been five five days that... Perhaps their rate of uh, learning how to make these things go is pretty quick. Like, we don't necessarily have a lot of time. Maybe. Two data points isn't a lot of data points, but... Mm -hmm. What do you say we up the time it takes for us to go? Sure. What does that let's mean? Do I mean, let, let's keep going. I know how to word. His fancy <laughs> vampire cat slang always gets me. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks like someone from the before times. Um. Okay. Right. So if you're done inspecting this wreckage, uh, you can head onward. Yep. Yep. Yes. All right. Yep. Off we go. Well, you're, you're, you travel a few more hours without incident. Uh, and it, but it is starting to get dark. The sun is setting. Um, so I guess there's the decision of whether you want to uh, camp for the night or travel at dark uh, in the hopes of reaching your destination sooner. I do not require sleep. It is up to the rest of you. How are the horses doing? Uh, they look a little tired. They have been dragging you and your, you know, wasteland priceless relics all day. <laughs> Whiting uh -oh. doesn't need to sleep either. So I'm set to uh, go on the schedule of the horses. Yes, I, I think we should, you know, be, be considerate of the fact that the horses are getting tired. And I know you're all looking at me wondering if as an old man I'm getting tired, but mm, I don't sleep very much at all. I'm fine. Thank you all for worrying about me. I wasn't worrying. You were... No, no. <laughs> so we rest, yes? Yeah, right. yes. we'll set up a camp, set up watches, I guess. That's always a good idea because the wasteland is... A dangerous place, and in fact, you're probably uh, rather fortunate that so far nothing has tried to devour you, uh, because there are all manner of horrible creatures uh, in the wasteland. And perhaps you know, as you're sitting about the campfire eating some some uh, some meager dinner, you know, some of you might regale the others with tales of creatures that you have encountered in the wasteland. Uh, you know, uh, creatures such as the uh, the Menaral, also known as a slime devil. Uh, perhaps some of you have uh, encountered uh, swarm beetles or, uh, you know, various robot guard bots. And perhaps some of you have even seen the dreaded Sep, also known as a land shark. Um, because the wasteland is full of, of, of many hostile threats. And, you know, it's it's good that you've survived at least one day here in Gamatera. Can I just tell you all about the time I ran into some swarm beetles? No. I was, oh, okay, very well. 
Thank you, Atifa. <laughs> I'm 16. I need to sleep. <laughs> All right. She's getting touchy. <laughs> so let us assume you awaken without incident the next morning, having slept in shifts, and you feed your horses, and you're ready to go on about your way. Uh, you only need to travel for another few hours uh, before the, the the steady path the robots have led uh, left leads uh, into you're now certainly into hills. And in fact, it looks like there is a structure kind of in the hills ahead of you that the robot's path leads directly to. Are these dunes or uh, like grassy hills? What are you uh, what kind of hills are they? Uh, I mean, there's no grassy hills, but, you know, they're they're greenish hills. They're kind of mossy hills. Uh, there's some kind of fungus growing on them. And there's lots of boulders about. Uh, but they're they're kind of like rolling hills. And there appears to be the, the path of the robot seems to uh, slope up a particularly large hill with a structure on top of it that you can kind of make out the silhouette of in the distance. Excellent. Now, uh, I wonder if there's any way we can get some recon about whether or not we will be ambushed immediately by more of these robots when we get any closer. That is a good question. And, you know, it is worth noting many of you have some, uh, given your uh, rather strange... Uh, well, strange is a little judgment. Given your variety of uh, of origins of your various team members, some of you have uh, various gifts and abilities uh, that may or may not be relevant to this situation. Yes, I, I did want to note. Um, I, as a as a mind coercer, have the power of group telepathy, which means that I can communicate with all of you in your minds, except maybe E eighty four. I'm not sure how many organic circuits you have growing inside. I'm not sure either. Um, so, so, so yes, uh, th- that, that's something that I can use uh, among the group, but I'm not sure if I'll be able to, you know, use that from a distance with robots, because again, not sure how many organic circuits they have, which uh, modeled after that technology from the Voyager ship. <laughs> Whiting is a free agent rogue spy. Uh, it's something I've not introduced about them yet, and uh, that's been their trade this entire time. Uh, we could always use Whiting's uh, spy skills to try to infiltrate and get some kind of intel. My my next uh, idea, however, was to possibly pass off E84 as one of these robots coming back and doing some kind of like simple programming glitch, quote unquote. But I, I am bipedal. So like I look like a person. I don't look like I don't have like a big tread wheel. I'm not. Oh, if only I'm we had right. a whole bunch of uh, apocalypse trash that we could outfit you with. <laughs> so, uh, Bob, 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 did I do that right? Uh, I will just mention your group telepathy is. Uh, I'm just looking this up in the book. While you're conscious, you and each ally within ten squares of you can communicate mentally with each other. Uh, up to you, or up to the players, whether that applies to robots or not. So, I well, <clears throat> actually, I just remembered uh, my alpha mutation my current alpha mutation which actually after reading it i think i need to retcon the exact way that i got sure. here um i'm thinking that i needed to ride a separate horse or just maybe i just walked i probably walked i'm an android because uh i have currently have stink glands so <laughs> you can't get within two squares of me without um being pushed by the awfulness of the smell and taking a penalty to your attack rolls so uh i'm guessing that i have have just walked about maybe 10 feet to the south of the wagon the entire time and slept off on my own. Um, 
because, yeah, so I'm figuring if I have enough organic material, you know, uh, on and around me to have stink glands, uh, I should also be able to receive telepathy. <laughs> that's that's my Seems logic. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's I, I mean, who could argue with that argument? So. <laughs> I love Gamma World already. <laughs> yep. yep. So. You know, and I, I mean... I don't know how organic your stink glands are. Maybe it's, it's, it seems like there could be, uh, possible that your robot was prog- programmed to, uh, to emit smells and they're currently, uh, that, that there's, you know, like that's out of, uh, like some ratio is broken right now. Um, but it's, it's totally up to you. Uh, I mean, I've smelled a lot of stench in my world and in my life and that uh, smells pretty organic to me. <laughs> Does the power mean that you can communicate to us or with us? Like telepathically, I, I should have kept that bookmark. I'll look it up again. I believe that you can all. I believe because it's it's group telepathy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that all of you that are close by can just communicate. Okay, so my thought is that I would be able to. Let's say I can hear anything that you have to say, but I can't communicate back. Okay, Ooh. that's the trade off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and you know it's it's totally up to. I think it's totally up to all of you. I'm sure I'll get emails. <laughs> Yeah, it says communicate with one another. So I think, you know, uh, Bob, Bob, Bob is providing a uh, mental <laughs> uh, Skype call for all of you. Uh, should something <laughs> happen to uh, your current state of consciousness and you were to stop being conscious, that would disconnect the call for everybody else, I guess. So, yep. We just hear that awful ringing sound of it trying to connect. Hmm. So let's see. Is there anything? Uh, we, uh, how how do we get... Um whiting to share their skills with us that there's their spy uh I, I could simply infiltrate and come back with any uh with any recon possible or uh splinter off and well i don't want to you know metagaming here i don't want to split the party but uh i could uh sneak around and see if there's anything uh, i can find very quickly are you good at stealth uh whiting Yes, I am. That's. I would certainly say if somebody wanted to sneak up to the tower, uh, they would do some stealth to get there, and and then come back and, I, and share what information they they discovered. Yeah, I was gonna say mechanically, I don't want to like split the party or anything like that. But if I could do a roll to sneak off for a half hour, come back and relay yeah, that would totally uh, the things be, that I've learned. Totally, okay. that sounds very reasonable. How how much distance do I have on group telepathy? Because technically we could still be in communication. If it's, it's uh, ten squares, so I think it's about a hundred feet. So he might he'd probably be out of range. So anywho, Whiting, would you be a dear a dear dear friend and and uh, risk your life to go check <laughs> out this tower? You know what? Let's do it. That is a twenty four. Uh, wow. Okay, you are like a shadow, which makes sense because you're like a vampire cat. So yeah. <laughs> so this is in Story your real house. Out. Um, <laughs> uh, reference acknowledged. Um, so uh, you are can totally approach the uh, the tower. Uh, so there, basically, this tower is set up on a hill. The structure is kind of it looks like a a, a small, maybe it's uh, two or three stories uh, stone tower built up on a hill, and there's lots of boulders. And kind of, uh, you know, indents into the hill that provides some cover. And you're able to very stealthily with your cat-like reflexes dart between those. You're sure that it's impossible that anybody could see you approaching the tower. Um, and you're able to uh, to scope it out uh, pretty well. Um, would you like to roll a perception check as you are scouting about this tower? 
so I can get there, but I can't see anything once I'm there. I got a six. So uh, you are – yeah, you're having a hard time seeing stuff. You're so focused on being not seeing yourself that your ability to pick up what's going on is a little limited. But you do make out uh, – there are several shapes um, moving around uh, toward – there's a the, – the, it looks like the path – that the robots came from uh, leads to a large door or a set of double doors on the base of the tower. Uh, as far as you can tell, there does not seem to be any other uh, entrance to the tower other than this set of double doors. There's no windows in it. And you notice that there are several creatures uh, moving around and they are also kind of trying to stay behind cover. It looks like they're kind of guarding the doors to the tower. Uh, I think if you'd gotten a higher perception, I would have told you more about them, but you're definitely aware of the presence of, let's say that you know that there's three creatures kind of hiding in the, uh, the bol- hiding around the boulders, uh, on the path, uh, up to the tower. You also notice, uh, pretty close to the door to the tower, um, there is a l- rather large kind of crater in the hill, and it's glowing. And that seems like that might be a potential hazard, uh, to, to deal with. So I think that's what you learn with that. All right, excellent. So I, uh, I I backflip back over to our camp and very, very suavely show up and stick the landing um, and convey all of that information and make a really sick pod people reference from Mystery Science Theater 3000 with regards to the crater. So uh, three guards outside. There's four of us. What say you? Do you suggest the direct approach? <laughs> if so, I'll need to perhaps go ahead 10 feet. <laughs> Well, uh, we, we could send old Sink Bomb in here to, uh, to lower their attack rolls before we get there. I could certainly try to flush them out. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> unless, unless, did, did you see any alternate means of entry? There were none. Again, I was too focused on being stealthy to see uh, too much. Uh, that's the trade-off of not being seen is not seeing. However, uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm relatively confident that there's this one entrance guarded by three creatures that we need to either infiltrate or try to attack full force and just go at it. Who knows how many more people are inside, though? I'm sure there's much more than three people inside. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I, that sounds, you know, if, if we're going to progress, it sounds like the, this is the decision we have to make. So, uh, I'm prepared. And as our dear friend E84 is, you know, uh, offered, we'll have E84 mm-hmm. go first and try to, you know, stink him up, as it were. I'd be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should have loaded you onto a map where you can hopefully see, uh, there's kind of some kind of cliff like structures going, you're at the top of the map. Uh, I know kind of like visual geography of this a little weird. You're going uh, the bottom of the map is uphill, if that makes sense. Uh, E84, I put you in front. Uh, You could, Mm -hmm. if you guys, if you want, you can all be scooted back a little bit. Uh, Because E84, how far do you need to be away from people to avoid stinking related issues? Anyone within 10 feet is in trouble. I think that just means so if they're adjacent to you, probably. Uh, no, actually, it's whenever another creature starts its turn within two squares of two me. squares. Wow, that is that's impressive yep. from a yep. mechanical and biological perspective. So, <laughs> uh huh. I will point out that that's you know just starting a turn, so I don't know exactly how movement works sure. in this so, game, but for the the purposes of of combat with my companions here, you guys, uh, it's it's only when you're starting your turn. So move, within moving two past you is not 
too big a yeah, deal if hanging out near you is a problem. Oh, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I I told you to get an oil change before you left town, but you didn't listen to me. <laughs> so, um. excuse me, that was me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do you have a plan other than that? Eighty four is in front. Um, <laughs> I also I still out- like the idea of a Trojan horse uh, outfitted with my canoe and E eighty four inside to kind of look like the uh, one of the rockets, and then sent in a sink rocket. Do do we think that 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 you know? Uh, I I feel like they're probably smarter than that. Who knows? It's not very smart, but forget it, Jake. It's Gamma World. <laughs> I will point out uh, you might take a moment and look at what your kind of different types because some of you have um, Gamma World does not do the kind of classic D and D thing where you have like leaders, healers, uh, tanks, and strikers. Um, but you may want to briefly compare notes about some of you can probably only attack at range. Some of you can't attack at range. Some of you are probably a lot better, uh, a lot sturdier than others. That may be good to know before you send like an incredibly frail person in to die. Um, <laughs> not, not, not that there's anything bad or dangerous in this adventure, but just from an academic point of view. <laughs> Says the guy who had us create backup characters just in case. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I I have a ranged attack and a, a close attack, so I can do either. Yeah, I have a ranged three, a ranged ten, and a melee, and I have twenty three HP. So I only have nineteen HP, um, but my AC is eighteen, uh, depending on what they will target. And I only have two attacks, and they're both touch. So. I really have to be up close. I am not. Uh, my best attack is uh, a melee close range attack. I have a few weird things I can do that are ranged. For example, I have a confusion. Uh, <laughs> I have a uh, confusion spell, I guess, that will allow uh, allow me to curse another enemy with, say, possibly attacking another one of its allies or uh, not taking an action or hurting itself in some way. Uh, I also have my... Uh, my robot friend here who is yet to be named E84 and I, uh, I can send him in to destroy things like that, but I am a much, uh, better melee attacker otherwise. Can anybody heal? What is healing like in this? It is unlikely that anybody can heal. (laughs) Okay. I was going to say. So other than my health patch. Yes. I believe, uh, Bob, Bob, Bob. Uh, <laughs> Good job. Good job, DM. Totally, Bob, I'm on. Totally natural. Uh, has a healing-related Omega attack that's quite powerful. Uh, it's unlikely that other people have healing. You can in Gamma World. You can. Uh, some of you may be familiar in D&D. There's a second wind. You can do as a standard action once per fight. In uh, Gamma World, it is a minor action. And Gamma World does the kind of standard or you have a move, minor, and standard action. So once per encounter, you can do a uh, second wind that where you regain half of your health. Um, so, yeah. And we'll, we'll deal with that. Should anyone ever get injured in this adventure, it may just all ever. be it may just all be negotiating on horse prices. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I forgot to... Let me just print out this reference sheet of horse prices right horse now. Horse prices? Yeah. <laughs> so should we send... Maybe should we send Whiting's robot in? Ooh, first. It also will not be uh, affected by the stink. My vote is uh, E84, uh, my robot, and then ranged attacks for us otherwise. 
So we'll slowly follow behind E84 and your unnamed robot. As, does that work? And we can see how uh, the interactions take place with E84 and the robot and do our best to help from a distance until we have to get closer to save our skins and the skins of our fellow comrades. Oh, I got a little robot token on the thing okay, now. Okay, awesome. I was, Thank I was you, like, Tony. did that load? That'll be your little robot token. Um, how far can your robot travel from, from you, Whitting? Like, I, I was wondering if it's like, you know, it has to hang out near you. Up to six squares as a free action on my turn. Okay. So it so it, it hangs out. I, I guess, actually, no, it can go anywhere you tell it to go. Uh, and it has a speed of six squares. So, yeah, it can do whatever you want. And it's probably not affected by um, stuff. So I will tell you in this, just looking at this map, uh, the path kind of takes the path of re- least resistance up the hill. There are these kind of cliff parts that it would be a little bit challenging to navigate if you wanted to climb directly up those, but not impossible. And there are uh, boulders that you can see on the map that might be obscuring uh, hostile threats. Also, do all of you see the kind of glowing crater uh, kind of in the center of the map that I mentioned to uh, to Whitting when he was scouting? You see that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just so we're on, on the same page with what has been described. All right. So uh, do, you, do you have a plan? The plan is E84 and the robot go first. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question about. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out how to how my uh, power fist would work. Mm-hmm. And it says for the damage, it says plus strength modifier. What is the strength modifier on a strength seven? Uh, I'm guessing it's minus one. That's what I thought. <laughs> and does that come off when you're using a power fist? I think so. It still does a lot of damage, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I was like, I bet it's still a crazy amount of damage because. You don't get to call something a power fist without it. Yeah, it's, it's 3d10 plus strength modifier plus twice your level. So, which, yeah. So, so it, I'm guessing <laughs> it'll just be plus my level. Yeah, that sounds about right. E84, you're marching up the hill. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a... What, what does your creature look your, look like, uh, Whitting? Whiting? Sorry. Uh, it is a three-legged robo-dog, it looks like. Uh, let me find the card. With, like, a rifle that, I mean... How does that rifle fit into it? Is it on its back or like the the dog is a rifle? Does it stick out of his nose like canine in Doctor Who? <laughs> I imagine uh, I imagine it has a like badass eye patch with the gun built into the eye patch. Okay. But otherwise it is a three-legged dog uh, <laughs> that can kill people. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, E84 and a robot dog are scampering up the hill. <laughs> Uh, the trio of the rest of the group is following from a safe distance downwind behind them. And E84, you're not too far up the hill. You're about where you are there on the map. When a voice uh, calls out to you, it sounds like it might be coming from behind one of the boulders, and it just says, Halt! I start walking toward the, the boulder. I turn I, toward the boulder okay. and start moving in that direction briefly. Wait, what, what, what's all this? You You don't understand Halt? Can you please repeat it? I cannot quite hear you, I say as I walk forward. All right. Uh, A a, a creature appears from uh, around the boulder. So I will tell you that you recognize this creature uh, as it is a what is called a batter, which is a five foot tall mutated badger. Uh, Uh You didn't roll very high, so you don't know more than that. Uh, but mm-hmm. you can infer from the fact that it's talking to you that they can talk. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so smart. How how far away am I? Like, 
how far away are we following E84 and looks like you're really about, good? Looks like you're about 20 feet behind them. Yep. Okay. So can I, can I roll like for interaction and talk to? Yeah, I think so. Ba- ba- I don't know how so. steep it is. Buy a horse dung. What? 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 No, I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> it was in character. It's hard Why to tell. <laughs> I rolled a 27. So there's a, uh, uh, okay, uh, and we'll see how that plays out in your conversations. This this five foot tall mutated badger uh, is um, somewhat stern looking. Uh, he's got like like a bandolier of all kinds of funny things slung across his chest, and he... Uh, is he's also got a crossbow uh, and some other kind of primitive weaponry uh, uh, hanging from his belt um, or strapped to his back. And he he looks not pleased that you are here uh, walking up his hill. Hey, you, you, you all, I am not pleased that you're walking up my hill. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what's all this about? And when I say halt, you halt. It's just rude to not halt. You didn't say Simon says. I... My name is not Simon. That doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry, young man. What's your name? Uh, you know, we don't really have names in the batter community. It's, um, maybe we would feel better about ourselves if we did. I can't get into that right now. Um, I am a batter and I am guarding this hill and you need to go away because you're making my life complicated. We're, we're just, we're lost. What's, can you tell us? We're just, we're, we're just trying to get to town and... And can you tell us what's going on here? Is this town? Like, I, I don't know what's going on. This is not town. Uh, but I can understand that. We've all been lost from time to time. You seem like a nice person. Uh, in fact, you're in luck. This path leads to town. So all you have to do is just go back, not this way, and you'll get to town. I think it's like two days walk. Oh, so we we keep going up this hill? No, towards no, no, the tower? no, no, absolutely not. I will get fired if you do that. Who will fire you? Uh, my boss. He's a jerk. I shouldn't say that, but it's how I'm feeling today. And yes, please go away. It it sounds really hard. Can you tell? Can you tell me about your boss? Like, I'd be happy to listen to you. You've told us how to get to town. It's the least I could do. Look, I don't. I don't want the other batters to hear about this. Another badger <laughs> appears. A second badger pokes his head out from behind this boulder and says, Hey, what are you doing? You're talking to these people? Scare them away. You're going to get us fired. Um, I would like to roll for interaction as well. Okay. It's a d20 plus my skill number, right? Yep. And I think, oh. you know, you've done... Uh, so far, you're doing pretty good. I mean, they do have crossbows that they have not fired at you, so... That, that's true. I just figure since we've got two people on the board you now, know. we might as well make sure. Sure. Uh, uh well, oh, 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 we're just, you know, we're just having a moment here, friend. We, uh, we hear that, you know, there's, uh, some, a bit of tumultuous, uh, experience with this boss of yours, and we thought maybe we could help you out, seeing as how you've helped us figure out how to get back to town. Uh, do tell us a little bit more about, you know, your, your troubles, your troubles. I mean, why, why would you get fired simply because we're standing here? That seems so unfair. He's got a point, says the second badger. First badger says, I, I guess, I guess, I guess standing here is not a problem, but like, uh, probably you shouldn't get any closer. Like it would just, it would look really bad if it looked like we were hanging out. 
So I'm, I'm going to like take a step forward and I'm going to say, do you mean like this? <laughs> uh, please don't do that again. Okay. <laughs> the robot dog follows E84. <laughs> now, now uh, I guess I, uh, you know, you, you said that we shouldn't move. Does that mean whoever can get you in trouble is watching right now? I mean, I thought it was just us out here. You know, we're just well, having a conversation. No, he's, he's down in the warren, but he could be by at any moment. And like, I, I don't want to get fired. I, this is the only job I've ever had. His name is Warren. No, no, no. He lives in a Warren. His his name is the 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 Iron King. I probably should have should have mentioned that. He's 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 very important around these parts. Oh, the Iron King. I don't know if I've ever heard of this Iron King. Hmm. Have we? <laughs> uh, you're you feel free to roll things. Um. There's no history in this game. What is uh? Is that? Conspiracy? Conspiracy? <laughs> sure. Ooh. He's not iron, he's steel. I, I got a 21 to conspiracy. I got uh, a 19. Atifa, you have never heard of anyone called the Iron okay. King. Gotcha. It's a conspiracy. Stay right. woke. I'd like to roll... <laughs> my God. I'd like to roll a uh, interaction, which gives me a 24 to act extremely interesting. Oh, the Iron King. Tell me more about this uh, Iron King. I'd love to hear more about him as I take a step forward. I I, I don't... The, the Badgers kind of look at each other nervously. I, I I don't know if we should talk about him. It's probably... That's probably rude, right? Um, you he's just in, said oh, he you can was tell very me famous. It's your old friend Whiting. He's, he's in charge of this whole complex. He, you know, my people have lived here for a long time. He showed up recently. He's been, you know, doing stuff with the technology in the basements. Uh oh. You, you, you've lived, you say your people have lived here a long time, and this iron oxide rusty king comes along and takes control? Is that what you're telling me? He's very powerful. He has a sword. Well, now we know they don't have weapons. <laughs> I, I, you know, I and, and there's some other kind of scary creatures that do what he says. Look, we're just, you know, go along to get along. That's us. That's the, the badger way. We just, we live in our tower. We don't let people into the tower. We, he gives us food occasionally. Um, we have to feed his pets, but we don't cause trouble. Perhaps oh, you could pets? go along with us to get along. Uh, I guess, but like, you know, like all my family's here, so, uh, it's, it's complicated. It's not as easy as people would say. What, what, what kind of pets does he have? I, I like animals like a lot. Uh, one of them's really big. Mm. <laughs> well, oh. <laughs> Really you, big. You should write a book. You're very descriptive. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, he kind of scratches his head. He it 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 shoots lasers from its eyes, and it's big. Oh. And wow, it flies. that sounds really cool. It I has eye beams. It does have eye beams. <laughs> it has red eye beams. It flies rather large. Uh, and we feed it fabric. Fabric. <gasps> Yeah, fabric. Mm. Do you have any fabric? Mm. Um, alas, mm. just what I'm wearing, or I'd help you out. Ah, I am curious about the markings on the trail. It looks like a vehicle has been through here. Uh, have you seen any vehicles? I wouldn't know anything about that. Do I believe him? Can I roll insight? You can roll insight. Fourteen. He's lying poorly. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, 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 okay. You you say you say we can't stand here and we can't walk up this hill. But you know, I just have to say, it seems like there have been a few. We, we've seen some things passing through here, walking up and down or rolling up and down this this little path. And so, I just think we've got a bit of a double standard here. What makes it that we can't walk up and down this path, but the other things that you say haven't? Can uh, I? I just, I just, I don't understand why you're lying to me. We've, we've been nothing but friendly, and I thought that you know we were really getting along. I was starting to learn about your love for describing creatures that eat fabric. So, you, you could tell old Baba Bob a little bit more, couldn't you? Uh, well, okay. Look, uh, you, you seem like nice creatures. Uh, every day or so, uh. Iron King lets out a robot, and we're under specific instructions to let it roll down the hill and go about its business and not get in its way. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, yes, yes. That may be. That may very well be. So here's something I'd like to pose to you. Mm-hmm. We've got a robot here. We've got two robots here, actually. And I wave. We would like to just roll these robots up the hill. And we think that, you know, there's nothing wrong. The, the king is obviously okay with robots rolling up and down this path. So why not let them roll up and in? The, the, the Iron King won't be upset. It's just logic. In fact, he might be upset if you don't let robots go past. Oh, Ooh. that's true. You you want to be badgers, don't you? You want to be uh, conflict-free, don't you? The uh, The two badgers... Uh, kind of walk over in front of the doors and are conferring with each other. Um, they've got their backs turned to you, if that matters. I was going to say, as they confer, I'm going to move a couple squares closer. Yeah. As they confer, I'd like to roll uh, stealth to try to sneak up behind one of the closer boulders, like, say, up here. Mm-hmm. So right. I can uh, be a little bit better vantage point. I will tell you, uh, E84, when you move up to where you are, you notice a creature... Um, kind of hanging out behind this uh, boulder. Uh, This is a different kind of creature. It appears to be a rather large um, pig-type creature, um, a mutant pig, and it seems to just be kind of sitting next to the boulder, kind of sulking. (laughs) Oh, another sad creature. But, you know, it seems like it's it's aware of your presence and was aware of the badger's presence and just kind of waiting to see what was going to happen. This is a roadhog. (laughs) <laughs> of it, course it is. It's, it's basically a mutant pig uh, that is garbed as if it is a motorcycle uh, gang member. <laughs> so I, I love And it. I love is it. its name Harley? Uh, we don't know its <laughs> name yet. Um, so you're aware of that. Um, let's see. Uh, Whiting, you wanted to sneak up on the, um, th- that cliff? Or do you not want to now that you're aware of what's going on there? Um do I want to commit to the fiction? Yeah, you know, mm, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna move forward as they're conferring. Just all right. Uh, I, so I don't even think. Back. I think you, you know, you you really engage them, and they they seem trusting and are thoroughly distracted. So I don't think any kind of stealth is going to be required for you to do anything uh, regarding. I don't that. want to come across as too intimidating yet. Still, mm-hmm. uh, just because we might be able to get somewhere with these creatures now. The, the the fact that the the little road hog has been listening along and hasn't done much is fascinating. We don't know yet if we've uh, got to even convince that creature. But yes, let's see what the what are I they will... called again? The batters, the batters, the batters, batters. batters. So if they're still conferring, I'm going to kind of go over to here. 
I'll also mention E84 that that uh, that crater mm-hmm. looks uh, relatively dangerous as now that you got a yeah. close up look of it, and in fact, maybe you don't even you don't want to be too close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's partially why I'm heading over here, also to make room in case my friends want to charge stand up somewhere on the path or yeah, something like that because right. I know I stink. All right. Uh, so you you moved around a little bit. You perhaps, due to the beauty of group telepathy, been able to have some brief conversations uh, mm-hmm. across the hillside without the uh, the badgers being participants in that. Um, the uh, the roadhog does look a little nervous about what's going on, and then you know the badgers uh, look like they're they're done conferring. They turn back to you and say, "Ah, uh, look, you you people seem well and nice enough and all, uh, but I think look." You don't want to go in there. It's really not so great. Oh, how is it not great? Well, uh, the Iron King's pet is in the lobby, and um, <sighs> it doesn't deal well with uh, new people. And I think I understand the point about robots in, robots out. But, like, I don't know. There's not, like, a precedent. And I feel like we would need some documentation from the Iron King before we could act on that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to work with you people here. Um, but at the same time, uh, you're clearly a different kind of robot. No offense. Uh, the other, the other badger like, looks like, oh my God, why did you say that? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I gather myself up and say, I think I am offended and take a step off to the side like this, as if I'm stepping away in a huff, but also closer at the same time. (laughs) I, I reel in, in, in feigned... Uh, f- not frustration. What's the word I'm looking for? Feigned offense. Oh, how dare you! Now we received word from the Iron King that we were supposed to keep this a secret. The Iron King is testing out a new prototype robot that is going to be better than the one that they are that he is using right now. I can't believe that we've had to put up with this, and if you do not let us through, I will tell the Iron King that you kept us from getting inside when we needed to get inside, and you and your family will be banned from this territory, and you will never work in this town or area again. <laughs> the badgers immediately step aside uh, and look very abashed. Um, however... <laughs> The roadhog takes a step outside of from, from around the boulder and says, You idiots. He didn't know who the Iron King was like two minutes ago. <laughs> yes, we did. As he said, we were told to keep the secret. The fact that we have now had to let the proverbial cat out of the proverbial bag only means more trouble for you fellows. The badger says, There's a cat! <laughs> as, no, as E84 says, Let the cat out of the bag. I sprint up to the roadhog. And make an attack. 